Now have your seat. Praise God. I just want to share something for a few minutes. First Timothy 1.18. Do you know prophecies are the word of God to us? Prophecies are the word of God to us. They don't carry the same authority as the written word. But prophecies are the word of God. You know, in Acts 13 verse 2, it says, separate me Barnabas and Saul. He didn't say according to Isaiah. He didn't say because it is written. He said, you know, for the work I had called them. You know, he appeared to Paul. Saul of Tarsus, Acts 9. Then appeared to Ananias. So those were the two evidences of that call. Ananias just simply introduced him. You know, a fellow who was accepted among the brethren. And that was valid enough to see as God's hand and God's will in the earth. Let's learn to honor such things. And you know, if Ananias was treated less in the church, they won't take his testimony. So let's also honor one another. You know, I know I say this oftentimes. I know some people don't like the words honor, but really my name is Anoyinka, seriously. And there's no way I can do without honor. That's my name. Okay? (laughs) But that jokes apart. You know, we, we need to, honor simply means to respect you the way God sees you. And it's not just from flock to pastor. I say that often. It's from the pastor to the flock. How we ought to honor. A pastor, for example, shouldn't gossip his members. A pastor has no reason to go. You won't find me in a pastor's conversation just my members. It won't happen. Even if you drug me, I can't be drugged. I'll tell you the truth. My mom tried many things on me to make me sleep. It never worked. So I can't be drugged. <laughs> Apart from the fact that the power of God is working in me. But you will never find me. Even those who are left for years, except when it is necessary, even that necessary, it won't be something confidential that I'm going to say. I will never say it. You know, it's part of the honor you have for the flock. You respect them. Because God puts people in your trust to practically groom them on his behalf. So you must see them the way God sees them. What, what's honor? Honor simply means I'm going to see you the way God sees you. That's what it is. No, of course, if you are wrong too, I'm going to correct you the way God will correct you, no doubt. But honor is this, to see you the way God sees you. And you have to be very careful where in a generation that lacks honor, honor for parents, honor for friends, honor for anything, honor for, for sacred things, and you get on social media, people are just angry unnecessarily. You, you were not angry before you got on it. You just started getting, getting angry. You know, they just say, you know, they set you. And I told people this, and I can say it to you. And my friend, Pastor Gilbert, can say this. And of course, all my friends and my colleague pastors will say it. When the COVID lockdown happened, I said there will be a whole lot of fallouts from it. And you notice that they seem to have entered into many places a culture of dishonor from that period. It was like this attitude of, let's just say what's on our mind. Now, anywhere that there's nothing sacred, nothing you can say is sacred, that, oh, this one, don't touch it, that place is doomed to soon go into extinction. It's not news. People think that as long as we are getting money, no. Money has proven not to be the most important thing in human history. If you don't know it, then you don't know anything. So the culture, and that's why when you are raising your children, I tell people I don't have any Gen Z in my house. I'm not raising Gen Z, I'm raising the chosen generation. 
I don't have any Gen Z in my house. Those kind of things. Just like Nigeria. You know, a couple of years ago, years ago people were celebrating Malian. Now they've seen the effect. Malian. You know, and you know, some, some of us pastors sometimes, we, we are better newscasters than preachers. We just flow with anything that is trending. You know? And you see, we have to be careful. So from that point, people started to act anyhow and all that. I told them in Nigeria, and I'm saying it, he knows. I said, watch what is going to happen. You have practically aided something, a beast you cannot tame. You can't tame it. It's like a pastor trained his members to attack other pastors. Ah, it's coming back to you now. Train them. People notice something, that nobody from our church talks against any man of God. I told the pastor, the minute you see anybody like that, I'm going to resign. Who burns you? How? I don't use our pulpit for things like that. And you should know. Nobody, we don't have that kind of culture. Even when we don't agree with you. We still honor you. Even when you are a Muslim, we honor you. Even if you are an idol worshiper, we will still honor you. That's how we are. Did you get it? So, something came out of that lockdown. People seemingly were discontent with the inability to go out. Then Satan took advantage of it. Churches were not meeting. Then the online thing came up. So, a lot of things just became chaos. Tohu wabohu. It's going to take us a while, but we are on it to correct it. Because what should be permissible should never be made a culture. Never. It should never be made a culture. Never. So, amongst ourselves, I see you in God's word. Years back, I pastored a church for someone. So, there was now something that happened about this sister. And they said, oh, they, and of course, you know some people, their job in the church is DSTV. They have African magic one and two. They can tell you what's happening in everybody's life and home. So they just told me, do you know, do you hear this one? So, so I didn't even hear it. People often tell me, hey, did you not hear this? I don't hear it. I don't go around trying to hear things. John, I don't. I mean, he knows me. I don't, I don't even try to gist people. It's futile. Do you understand? You get your, when I even know a man of God and myself, we don't agree doctrinally. I don't try to listen to him because I'm going to get into offense. Some people, when they talk like this, you get offended. And say, what is this now? It's better if you preach Quran than what you are saying from the Bible. But well, you see, so that I don't have to say that often, I won't even watch it. Well, that's just me. So I'll love you, I'll respect you, you know, for who you are, you know. When we get to the other side, we'll, we'll hug and stuff like that. So, you know, now, the sister was caught in something. I won't tell you what it was. So they came to tell me. I just said, I've heard. They said, I said, I've heard. So the very next service, something I never done, I never did afterwards. I called her to share. I didn't even know what she was going to share. You know, she blessed us all. And she was so shocked. They were looking at me. And what a grace of God upon her life. So I now told them something. If you didn't tell everybody, they will not know. If they don't know, they will be blessed. Do you understand? If you didn't tell anybody, they will not know. If they don't know, they will be blessed. That's why I normally guard my heart from hearing things. It doesn't help you. That's the truth. It just doesn't help you. So, amongst ourselves, even as a pastor, don't be too open for gist about your members. It's just not healthy. You know, there are times that you have to know. So, when we do that, we will see more of the flow of God's spirit in our midst. Now, I said God leads us by the written word and also by prophecy. Paul told Timothy, in 1 Timothy 1.18, there are two times 
he said to him in the same letter, he said, I charge, I give you charge, you know, concerning the prophecies that have gone before on you to wage a good warfare. Not one, no. Prophecies. Prophecies. Number one, he expects Timothy to write them down. Number two, he expects him to meditate upon them. That's what he told him in chapter 4, verse 14. He says, the gift is in you by prophecy. Meditate upon these things. Which means, when I meditate upon the word of God, that's written word, I should also meditate upon prophecies. I can tell you for free. There are things that in my life today, I just stepped into. I'll, maybe I faced a circumstance. And what I really remembered was not any scripture. It was a prophecy. That was what I remembered. It was not any scripture. It was, not, it was just the fact that I've heard this. This has been said. There was something, I'll mention this one. There's something Pastor Christian Yakilome said to me about 28 years ago that I just quote it. Verbatim. That's all. There's something someone else told me like two years before then. I just quote it. That's all. You know it's as much God's word because God's spirit said it. Let's, let's take a hold of prophecies. Practically think about them. Act upon them. Speak them. You know, use them in praise and songs. Thank God that it's working. In our churches, for example, we say it and we focus on it. And we, well, I said that focus for a reason though. We say it, we focus on it and we thank God about it. You know, God is doing things here. God is doing things here. You know, there are things that, sometimes I tell some pastors, they'll get on this pulpit when they're talking. And I say, hey, somebody said this. Somebody said, I say, why are you always talking about what somebody said about your ministry? Some of the things you are even saying, people did not know until you said it. Why not tell us what God is saying? You know, see, words have power. I'd rather just say what God is saying. How Someone say, hey, I said, look, our ministry, we're doing God's will. We're in the center of God's will. Where somebody said, really, doesn't matter. You know, we're in the center of God's will. We're doing what God wants us to do. That's sufficient. Let's take a hold of those prophecies and use them. Use them well. You see, God's word is written so that God's word can also be spoken. Learn to put it on your lips, including prophecies including prophecies, including prophecies. One thing I know is that by the time we leave this place tomorrow, I am persuaded that the story of many will be that they have been turned to another man. You know, Paul got to a point in Romans 8. At that point, you know, if you don't get what happened in Romans 8, you may not, if you don't pay attention, he had talked about what Christ had done so much. He said, you know, Romans 8.31. He had, you know, spoke about uh, if God be for us, who can be against us? He who spared his own son. He went, he makes the attention for us. He now go to a point. He said, nay, in all these things, verse 37, we are more than conquerors. Then he now stopped. He said, I am persuaded. That thing, uh, you need to read this again. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor principalities nor powers. No, he said, can be able to separate us. That, look, from what I'm showing you, I am this one name, I sabiam in clear. Do you understand? Now I'm saying it to you here. I am persuaded. That see, people who came for this conference will live with the testimony of another man. 
and see the hand of God, not only for ministry. See it in your business. See it in your home. See it in your job. See it in many areas of your life. See it in all that you do. See it in all that you do. You have not come here in vain. No, you haven't. You haven't taken this fast in vain. You haven't taken time off work in vain. You see, God is not unrighteous. To forget your labor is not unrighteous. To forget your sacrifice, your consecration. One thing I know about him, he rewards. One thing I know about him, he sets us up well. One thing I know about him, it does not fail. And it cannot fail. And it will not fail. So I can tell you that this meeting has a testimony for you. Already. I'm not just talking about ministry. Even though ministry is a core part of it. I'm saying in all spheres of your life. You have honored God by coming here. You have honored his man by listening to his man to come here. You have honored the church of God here. And I'll tell you something. The reward is here too. You see it. You see it in your prayer life. You see it in everything that you do. I am persuaded that you have been turned to another man. I am persuaded that the hand of God on you is more visible than ever before. I am persuaded that streams of miracles will flow in and around you. I am persuaded that the anxiety you used to have about whether you were doing the right thing or not is gone for good. I am persuaded that you are firmly established in the will of God. Let me now say this. I am persuaded that this time next year you will not be missing. Lift your hands and just honor Jesus. Sing a praise to him.